Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie. For all your betting needs this season, check out MyBookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and they will double your first deposit. You play, you win, and you get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, how Twitter has pornified politics sounds disgusting and disheartening. Yeah, it's both. Notorious J-A-Y, his thoughts on Dave Chappelle, the whole Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch story, and the Andrew Luck retirement. All that plus, it was a work from the get-go, and I don't believe one second of it. Your bonus, 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right into it before we get into the topics du jour and other stuff. Some feedback. You can send it to me at zabe at yahoo.com. I appreciate all feedback. I read all my emails. I take them to heart, both positive and negative and everything in between. I try to respond to everybody, but sometimes I miss them. This one from Rob Berry in Punta Vedra Beach, Florida. Hello, Steed. I've been thinking a bit about the Colts fans booing Andrew Luck when they heard the news. Yes, it's awful. That said, think about it. They had just heard through the media, not through Andrew Luck, not through the team, and they had realized, oh shit, our season's over. These are people who are not just emotionally invested in the team, but they are very financially invested in the team as well. Some maybe for the first time investing thousands of their hard-earned dollars to watch a very promising season in person go up in smoke. So I think we should maybe forgive them just a bit for their one snapshot in time that was indeed a bad look. They reacted badly and emotionally to some devastating news. Sounds pretty human to me. Just my two cents, Rob Barry, Ponte Vedra, Florida. I agree. This is a great take, actually, and this leads to a larger conversation, which is they say how the fan doesn't understand the athlete. You don't understand how hard it is to get back off of that trainer's table and that rehab table and get back out on the field knowing you're going to get broken again in some other horrible, painful way. I agree. We don't know that. We think we know, but we don't know. And like Jim... Mora once said, you'll never know. It's a two-way street, though. The athlete does not understand the fans. They don't understand our existence or our life. They don't know this player, whomever it is, Andrew Luck, uh, 
T.Y. Hilton, whatever, that we as the fans have been there way longer than they have. We were there for 20 years prior to them arriving. We'll be there for 20 more years afterwards, the true fans at least. We have been through ups and downs, probably more downs than ups. We have put up with all kinds of nonsense and pure bullshit from the team. We have paid money, good money, to go through this process of being a fan. We the fans, I'm not saying I'm a Colts fan, but if you were, you'd say, hey, I sat there and I paid top dollar for tickets for the suck for luck year. And it was not pretty. And so therefore, basically, you don't understand our existence. Yeah, okay, we reacted poorly. This shocked us. We didn't hear it from you, didn't hear it from the team. What? You're looking at your phone. Andrew Luck's retiring? The fuck? Boo! Boo! Two-way street. We don't understand them. We can try to understand athletes and, and get a feel for what it must be like. They don't understand us. And that has to be said and recognized. This one from Crazy Jay out in California. He says, "Home, new how new stadiums are changing fan bases. Zabe, at least the vast majority of the fans from Napa County, California, at least uh, those that are in the city on the peninsula proper, proper, as well as those in South San Francisco, guess what? They have all given up on Niner season tickets. Definitely a new flavor at Levi's Stadium, and it is horrible. I walked out at halftime, says Crazy Jay, in season one when the Seahawks thumped Harbaugh and Kaepernick on Thanksgiving. Watched the second half in Los Gatos at a bar with local broads. Signed, Crazy Jay. Oh, I have no doubt that it's changing fan bases. The other thing, too, which has got to be interesting, I think of San Francisco, I think of Niner fans, and I think, well, I'm betting their fans are 80% Democrats. Very liberal, which is fine. But once upon a time during the Joe Montana years and even the Steve Young years and whatnot, you could be a liberal Democrat that believes in the kind of things that classic liberal Democrats believe in, higher taxes, more welfare programs, less, you know, less military, even gay rights, et cetera, and then also watch football and enjoy it and bond with your friends over a good football game. Now, I got to believe it's getting harder and harder for people who believe, you know, who, who are that way, who are liberal and believe in uh, active governance in a more socialistic type state. I believe it's harder for them to watch football because nowadays you can't just say, well, I vote Democrat and I believe in these programs, which you do and these rights and issues, but shit, I, I like football. It's fun. No, no. Now I bet you must be militantly against all things that the other side loves. And given how much this president has been pimping the NFL and football and America, I would imagine it's getting harder and harder. I got to believe the Niners have been crushed in today's sort of political culture by, you know, the changing of the stadium and also the changing of the times where it's not as cool to be a fan of the NFL. Jason Steffen on Skycam said, I thought for sure, Zabe, you were going to give that a great plus. I did. In fact, I can't wait until that angle is an option to pay for and watch. Played for moons and coach for moons. I love it. And I can never listen to announcers anyways. I can't hear them over my announcing. <laughs> Thank you, Jason Steffen. Well, if you're a coach, I'm sure you like the high 
Skyline Cam NBC rolled out. I don't know how committed to it they are, but we shall see. Scott Shirey, my man in Houston, says, Zabe, Lux retirement can both be quite the millennial thing to do, Gottlieb take, and also saving his mind and his body for his family, the consensus take. These are not mutually exclusive. By the way, I agree. Too many people don't understand the notion that not every take is excludes the other, that two seemingly opposite things can't both be true at the same time in a certain way about a certain issue. It is a millennial thing, says Scott, to quit when things get hard. That said, Luck has the absolute shit beaten out of him for almost decades, so I get it. Also, though, all you got to do is look around you and see that millennials have thinner skin than Nicole Richie. That's a 90s reference for you millennials. You can YouTube it. <laughs> okay, Scott, don't get snarky. And while they will absolutely quit and scream, not fair, into any social media void that fits them, whether or not Luck quit because the rehab was, quote, too hard or whether he quit because he honestly didn't see, him el- see himself being able to play and perform at his highest level is between him and God. That said, the bad timing or the people railing against how dare you quit on my team better sack up. Life clearly hasn't hit you in the balls enough professionally for you to understand that the eject button to save yourself is sometimes the best way to go. If it has, and you have, you wouldn't be saying it. You'd be saying what many of us have already said. We're on to Cincinnati. Pay up, show up, shut up, and I'll see you soon. Sincerely, Scott Shirey. Good job, Scott. All right, last ad before I get to Notorious J-A-Y. Actually, I also have to get to the pornification of politics here in a second. I need a van. I need a van down by the river. No, I'm just kidding. Here's, here's what I'm endeavoring to do. I would like to build a mobile studio. Mobile broadcast studio for one, two, three people max. Doesn't have to be big. Basically, the technology is there now that if you pay through the nose, as I do as a professional broadcaster, I have this unit it's called the Max Connect unit. It is a cell phone-based uh, individual wireless network that can purportedly get your voice, broadcast quality voice, with very little delay through from almost anywhere you get Verizon 4G signal or Verizon LTE. I've I've been very happy with it. If I couple that with a van that is custom gutted inside to be a nice, comfortable, miniature living room with a miniature table, just a couple of seats, I can put this beautiful Rodecaster Pro mixer right in the middle of it, couple mics. I can podcast from anywhere because one of the things that, you know me, I just hate phones. I hate the low quality of being on the phone. So what I'd like to do is if I have a van and I'm going to call it, you know, the free hugs and candy van and I'll paint it white and I'll spray paint it free hugs and candy. So I get arrested immediately once I roll out on the street. Now, if I get a van that's got a miniature broadcast studio in it, If there is a higher profile guest that I contact and say, hey, I'd like you to have you on the Zabecast, would you do it? They would say, yeah. And then they would say, what time? And can I call you? I'd say, oh, no, no, no. You just tell me a time that's convenient for you during the day, at night, or whatever. And I'll drive up to your house. Or I will drive to a local Starbucks. And I will say, come on in to the free hugs and candy van. We'll sit down 
and we'll do a crystalline, in-person, very nice podcast. I could also theoretically broadcast live. So someday when I decide to travel cross-country in the van and broadcast live from every top 100 golf course in the country, yes, yes, I will be able to be fully equipped, beam it out. Now, here's where I need your help. Anyone who knows the van biz, the conversion van biz, help me out here. It's not like there are dealerships all over the place where you can just show up and see a bunch of different configurations. And I know you're going to say, uh, the internet? You've tried the internet? Yeah, I've tried the internet. I, I've, I've gone down that road and I quickly get consumed with, no, no, I don't need that. That's too big. That's for a plumber. This thing is for a rock band. That's a bus. This is a that. That's a food truck. No, no, no. I need some help. Somebody out there who knows vans. Maybe you have a conversion van dealership. Maybe you do custom conversions. Maybe you've owned conversion vans. Again, I'm not looking for anything too big. I want something that's nimble and agile. I can get in and out of the city with it. Not something I need a a special class license to drive. Something that I could take on somewhat longer distances. Just, I need one of those big, thick, meaty vans, you know, that looks like a cruising van. And then we'll figure out how to, you know, retrofit the interior, put the electronics in it, mics, table, boom, drinks, gone. Let me know. Zabe at yahoo.com. Appreciate the help. All right, now to the pornification of politics by way of Twitter. I read from a Brett Stevens New York Times guest editorial, op-ed, well, maybe it's not a guest editorial, but he's an op-ed columnist. And I got to this column. This, by the way, is not new. It's from 2017. So I'm two years in arrears. But I got to it because apparently someone today on Twitter retweeted how Brett Stevens once was saying, well, you know, to be able to mock people is essential to a free press. And then somebody called him a bed bug. And he, according to the guy on Twitter, and again, who knows if it was true or not, uh, Brett Stevens hunted him down, contacted his university's provost, and tried to get him kicked out of school or get him in trouble somehow just for that one little bed bug jibe on Twitter. So it was sort of like, ha Brett Stevens, what a dick. What a hypocrite and what a dick. Anyway, I went to his original column because I love the headline, how, how Twitter has pornified politics. And it is a fantastic piece, and it is spot on. He talks about how he basically quit Twitter, basically because he said he would still use it as sort of a personal newswire and or a promotional vehicle. But he said, why now? Why now quit Twitter? Because, he says, it occurred to me that Twitter is the political pornography of our time, revealing but distorting, exciting but dulling, debasing to its users, and, well, ejaculatory. It is bad for the soul, and as Donald Trump proves daily, bad for the country. Should be noted, he's not the only one, but he is the guy that took Twitter to the moon in politics. Didn't I already say on this podcast that I would love it if a candidate said, I will not be on that thing. If you elect me, I'm not on Twitter. You don't need me on Twitter. I'm the president, for God's sakes. It's a sandbox for the stupid and a splash pool for the juvenile. I'm not in there. That guy would never win or gal. Twitter's degrading uses tend to overwhelm its elevating one. If pornography is about the naked, grunting body, writes Stevens, Twitter is about the naked, grunting brain. 
It's whatever pops out, and whatever pops out is altogether too revealing. Twitter doesn't just merely amplify ugliness. It erases nuance. It coarsens thought. It turns into a game of telephone in which original meaning becomes hopelessly garbled with every successive retweet. It also facilitates a form of self-righteous digital bullying and mob-like behavior that can wreck people's lives. You mentioned the whole Justine Sacco incident, which is one of the all-timers when it comes to Twitter. You'll have to Google it. I'm not going to get into it. Not here. That too, he writes, is part of the pornography of Twitter, pleasurably bearing witness to the mockery or humiliation of others. Yeah, get him good. Things we would never say in person, acts we would never perform, become safe to indulge thanks to the prophylactic of digital interface. After I took this job, one wag on Twitter wrote that he hoped I'd be, quote, Danny Pearled. He must have found it funny. My 11-year-old son did not. Again, you'll have to Google all that if you don't get it. I agree 1,000%. How do we get our politics out of the Twitter gutter? Do we pass a law? Is it possible? Is it constitutional? Probably not. Can we get candidates that say, I am shunning this way of communicating because it is bad for the body politic? Perhaps. They may never win. Will Twitter just eventually become a fad that goes away? Boy, I pray it does. Even though I know I use it. I try to make Twitter work for me. I do just to shamelessly promote things like the watch party uh, on September 5th, Thursday night, Bears Packers at the iHeart Megaplex in Milwaukee. I'll be there. Ten lucky listeners will get to bring a friend. We will eat. We will drink. We will pump our fist. Hopefully we will see the Packers defeat the god-awful Bears on opening night. Go to the Game MKE site to sign up. Oh, that was a promotion right there. It's also on Twitter. I promote things like Ronnie Mervis's safari this coming February. I promote the early bird sign up for the upcoming winter trip to somewhere warm with the game. I promote things on 980. I just try to promote. I mean, it's annoying. I also try to be funny on Twitter in a lighthearted way. Retweet interesting things and put a photo up and a short video up there. You know, I put the video up on Twitter of me doing donuts in the Redskin car at the party we had at my house this weekend. Okay. All it took, though, was one guy, Daniel in Texas, saying, Zabe, hate to say it, buddy, that's a give-up shirt you're wearing. And you know what? One wrong. It was and it is. And damn it, I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard to turn this ship around because I do not want to give up. Oh, the new season is here, huh, kids? Antonio Brown is a Raider. They finally got him a helmet. Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Odell Beckham Jr. is a Brown in Cleveland. I mean, there's hype galore. Who's excited? You're excited. I'm excited. And we're going to bet on these games. I know where I'm putting my money down. My bookie. The place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. All you got to do is pick five games in the NFL against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. My bookie is simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Now, you got to be aware there are 
you know, certain limitations in terms of the bonus money that you get when you sign up, but just make sure you're aware of those before you dive on in. They're all spelled out on the mybookie.com website. They've got player perks, the best in the business, and for fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonus, you can double it. That's right, your first deposit, you can double it up to $1,000. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. Go to MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, for those of you who cannot spell. And don't forget to use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Remember, when creating your account to claim the bonus, and you're off and running. Bet, win, get paid. It's that simple with my bookie. Okay, time for Notorious J-A-Y. You know what, Jay? I'm just trying to figure out how many yards will Lamar Jackson run for this year? <laughs> or how many how many passing yards will Andrew Luck throw for? Oh, how about that? We're going to get your take on his retirement. We'll get your take on the takes because, remember, we're a society now that revels in challenging other people's opinions. All the time, every time. Am I right? All day, every day. All day, every day. Exactly. Stuff that should never be news on any website becomes news. Like, for example, Chris Russell, who works for uh, the other station in town here in D.C., used to work for us, Redskins reporter, got Horrible pulled person, over. By the way. What's that? Horrible person. Well, okay. I'll leave that as it is. I uh... Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, he, he's in my all in others receiving votes, but he's not top 25. So. Oh, no, 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 no. All the person, there's a lot of them. Yeah, oh, okay. He, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's in the poll. He's in the poll. He's in the fine print on the bottom. Also receiving yeah. votes, Chris Russell. I, I find him harmless. I find him annoying, but harmless, but that's fine. Okay, maybe that's, maybe he's more annoying than horrible. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'll I don't, take that back. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's horrible or evil. He's just annoying and a little bit self unaware. Anyway, he got pulled over for uh, talking on his handset without, uh, you know, handless communications got pulled over by the popo and it was on the air. And so that clip somehow made the top of the rundown of the USA today, either sports section or just the USA today blog for the win, which admittedly is not the most robust journalist site. Slow news day. That's the thing. It is a nothing story. It has no impact whatsoever, but you know what it'll get? Click, Clicks. click, 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 click. And so that's what that's what runs the day these days. Just like takes on takes and pushback on takes and people doing highfalutin takes in which they run up to a straw man of an argument, Jay, that isn't a real thing, and they smash the straw man, and then right, they of- they stand over the straw man and they go. Look at how look at how heroic I am. I took an argument that no one is really actually making, and I demolished it. Yay me! Out of the two stupid takes over the weekend for Andrew <laughs> Luck, yeah, which the, well, Doug Gottlieb's was the worst of all time, okay. right? Gottlieb right? Gottlieb got the most heat, and he quote doubled so down. He doubled down on it, Jay. <laughs> the next day. But he, 
Doug, Doug Gottlieb really, I mean, somebody re- responded to him, hey, glass houses, which was funny. Doug Gottlieb can't really say shit because every time he opens his gapper, someone's going to come back with credit cards. Well, So he really can't say anything. T- Tory Smith did that, former Ravens wide receiver. He said, I, I, oh, rehabbing's too hard, huh? Just like he said, yeah, working's too hard. That's why he stole credit cards. Right, and then, then I forgot about Dan Dockage. Uh, accepting a job and then <laughs> quitting said job. I forgot about that. Dockage's take was, man, I got cousins that worked in the coal mills. Coal, coal mills? Coal mines. Coal mines. Yeah. Uh, the steel mills and the coal mines, right? Walked to school right. two ways, five miles uphill in the snow every day. And that's that's always just an easy comparison. You can always say that, basically. And, and, and ragging on millennials, which is what Gottlieb did, I mean that's a that's a year round sport these days, you know, because they do suck, Jay. Let's be honest. Oh no 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 no! I I work with some. They are the worst people on earth. <laughs> Don't hold back how you really feel, Jay. But 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 Gottlieb just he, he's he's an asshole, and he doesn't really outside of basketball. He's not really that bright. I, I find that that's the one thing about sports radio that angers me. There's a lot of hosts who have one speed and when they get one gear, when they get out of that one gear, they just sound so stupid. <laughs> well, the problem is takes get rewarded. The hotter the That's takes, true. the more ludicrous the takes. And, and you, it doesn't matter how wrong you are. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're, if you're a flat out liar, like Francesa, it doesn't matter if you do things like skip Bayless to get attention. Those are the $6 million a year guys. Just be loud. Well, yeah, be loud and just make sure to go against the grain. You think Whitlock is a against the grain artist? I'm just, we get, you got to have a poll at some point on who is the worst of the hot take kids. Yeah, I think it's been done before. It's the internet. Okay. I would imagine. <laughs> okay. I would imagine okay. that. I would imagine uh, Skip Bayless, Whitlock, Clay Travis, those types. Funny that they all work for the same network yeah, too. that's really that wild yeah that's well, pretty wild ESP, espn does not allow they, they allow some takes oh will kane would be another guy who, oh, but he's gosh. more he's more of a token than a hot take artist he's like the token conservative and he knows how to play it up so there's that you think he's not being sincere Zane? no no <laughs> i'm being funny no he, he's no not i think being sincere no here's the thing you can both be somewhat insincere in your takes and also still be a token. Okay. In, other, in other words, you, you, you can be somebody who you're there because of the way you lean. And also you can say, okay, let me make sure to deliver to my employer what they want. Right. And boy, he does that. I know he does. I, they, see, it's funny when it comes to resenting people in our business, I resent the existence of Will Kane more than maybe anything. Because he uh, put in, he put in no dues. He has no. He, he has no. Nowhere. He has no sports media or sports radio pedigree, and he's you know he's on a very high perch. Uh, he's he's got a great job at ESPN, um, and so there's there's guys like that. You just have to deal with it. I mean, look, they're giving ex comedians like Jay Moore prime radio slots. How'd oh, that last? Jesus Christ, right. that angered me. Also, Artie Lang once got a radio shot on Fox sports radio. Cause you know, clowns and asshats run networks sometimes. Oh, you really, uh, you know what? I don't want to say another name, 
because you had him on your show. That uh, angered the fuck out of me. Who? JT the Brick, he was a fucking caller. Oh. <laughs> okay, listen. JT the Brick was a caller, but JT has put in almost 20 years in the biz. So you can, say, give- you can say he got there sort of by hook or by crook, but he's put in the work since. Didn't they give one to the, what was it, the Cobblinasian, whatever, whatever, caller? Didn't they give him a radio show? I don't know. I don't they, know. they did. They did, in fact. But, uh, but anyway. What's what's his name? I can't, It was, his tag was something, something Cobblinasian. He was a, a SmackDown contestant. Oh, okay. And he got a radio show, I think, in San Francisco or San Jose, one of the two. I find it remarkable that Jim Rohn was still a thing. I didn't. I was listening to something, and they had those break-in CBS, you know, CBS Sports Radio, those right. hot takes for a minute. And Jim Rome came on, and I said, "Is Rome still a thing?" <laughs> right. I didn't know. Tiki Barber has a show, and ex-athletes that's be the worst thing ever. Ex-athletes have shows. I I've accepted that. That's that's the way the biz works. Ex-athletes are going to get shows. What I would like is more. Uh, minority voices, more black hosts who didn't play at any level to be hosts. Been been saying that for a while, but I because I, I, I know you to... and I know Hatch are funny and know sports and would be great on the radio. But well, that that bomb was killed by your former program director, and it's going to take a while for that to come back. When Chuck Sapienza put together the worst morning radio show in the history of the world. And it, and it failed in, what, six months? Yeah, six months, because I bet Mark You think Stern... the man cave really hurt it that much? I mean, Jason Reed yeah, because... is a writer. I'm talking just a straight radio guy. You had the two live stews in Atlanta who were pretty big for a while, and I, I don't think they played sports at any high level. Yeah, the brother did. There was one brother played in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, so, and so next time somebody goes, hey, let's do a show with... Two black hosts. Well, we tried that in D.C. and it failed miserably. So that, that's going well, to. Well, I hope that's. Back. I hope that's not the case. Because oh, you me need. Too. You need the right guys is the thing. You need. Well, you need a, and, you need and, a forward-thinking program director, which <laughs> let's be honest, there's like three of those, and yeah. you need the right guys. Yeah, the most forward-thinking ones have already gotten out of the business. They've found their way forward to something better. But no, the, to me, when I listened to the two live stews, I was like, okay, I could get into this, but it was just so clubby and so inclusive. Yeah, There was no gentle handout to the white listener to say, hey, come on in. Come on into the- Too much inside stuff that you- Yeah, you know, know. right. And and you're going to help black explain some things for me today, which is always good, especially when it comes to Dave Chappelle and this whole Wayne Brady going to choke a bitch, because oh, that God. was something else right there. Oh, athletes on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that, let me get your unified, centralized, you've thought about it for 24 hours now at least, Andrew Luck retires take. I have no problem with it. He was tired of rehabbing. Rehabbing sucks. Pimping ain't easy, and rehabbing it, it, sucks. It, right, it has to be the worst. And the the Indianapolis Colts, who, by the way, I hate them. I hate <laughs> Indianapolis Colts fans. Probably on my on my you know scale of hating fans, they're probably number uh, number two behind Cowboys fans. They're before Redskins fans, 
but behind Cowboys fans because they don't deserve football. The hatred and I is hate, the hatred is I, strong in this one, Skywalker. I, yes, and I and I hate because they stole the team, and I hate Jim Irsay. Right. By the way, the the memes on him with the Stone Cold uh, from <laughs> like 2003. That was the best thing on Twitter on Saturday. Oh my God. Andrew Luck's retired. Jim Irsay just got Stone Cold stunned. Right? But, but there was one where Stone Cold uh, did his, I, I, I can't, his, um, oh my God, his mic thing. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was, they were, they were somewhere in the South. And he goes, we know this is a dry county, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, more tequila. <laughs> what? And they're going, what? Right, right. What? And, somebody, and somebody put that. As Jim Irsay talking, and it was the funniest thing ever because Jim Irsay had a little problem with liquor and pills. Just a small problem. What do you mean had? How so do we didn't he kick? Did how he do kick we, it? No. How do we know? How do we know? Is there a drug testing program for owners where they have to pass and pass and pass and pass like players do all the time? No. And you know, Jim Irsay, apple does not fall far from the tree because his dad was a raging drunk. Yeah, exactly. Well, cocaine's still around, I've been told, and this we found out with <laughs> Evgeny Kuznetsov, and we found it out and with Patrick Chung, maybe, yeah. allegedly. We don't know on Chung's case. Didn't, the cops came to his house. He had the coke in there. He came to his house because he was reporting a burglary, right? Oh, Chung? Yeah, and then what happened? I didn't even read the details on it. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think he, he report. yeah, and I guess he didn't, like Chris Carter say, have a boy there. Hello, nine one one. Yes, what's your emergency, man? Someone's stealing my coke. You gotta get here quick. <laughs> no, he was reporting something else. The cops came, found coke, and he. I'm sure he probably said, "That's not mine. <laughs> not mine. That ain't mine. Right. That ain't mine. Ain't me. Not mine." Well, <laughs> so is there any belief that maybe Andrew Luck made a rash decision? No, Andrew Luck is. Does he strike you as a irrational young man? No, not at all. All right, well, how do you square the fact that he was all excited for the season, he was all in, and then he gets hurt again, and now he's like, I'm out. I'm, in fact, I'm not even going on IR. I'm retiring. That seems a bit dramatic. It's almost like he said, oh, I can't wait for the season unless I get hurt, and then I'm, I'm not going to play anymore. Because I, he, had, he had to know he was going to get hurt again. I'm so, I, I can't get mad at him. Okay, I'm glad you said mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm just pointing out he might have made a rash decision. If he comes back, how will he be treated after a year or two off? I'm officially unretiring, back with the Colts. Will people be like, eh, no, what? No. Or? Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, oh, I don't. The only people who are giving him backlash are Colts fans and Gottlieb and Dan Dockage. By the yeah. way, if if he does come back after a year, oh, God help you with Dockage and Gottlieb. They will hold a high-stepping parade right down Main Street. A told-you-so jamboree, the likes of which you've hardly seen. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so it goes. That said, could Jacoby Brissett win the division? Anyway, no. Why? No, no. Racist because he's black, huh? Way to go, Jay. Jay Cottrell, racist, black quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is a backup for a reason. 
Okay. Right? Well, where has he been? New England. All right. And you can, here. You can understand why he was a backup up there, right? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, but he... I think he was somewhere else, too, before New England. Just for the record. I'll look him up right now. Go, where did he go to college? I want to say NC State. Oh, you're right. I'm look, you're, you're exact. Boom, look at you. <laughs> it's like I do this for a living, baby. Look at you. <laughs> Pro football reference. Did you look it up? No. Oh, well, how, did, no, no, how do you no, know no, that no. I'm right I, about I, I, the no, NC no. State? No, I hit Jacoby Brissett and said I, I didn't look up Pro football reference. I just Googled. Oh, oh the, the, the next word Google game? Jacoby yeah. Brissett college, Jacoby Brissett porn, a, Jacoby Brissett nudes, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett controversy, right? And it says NC State. Uh, yeah, New England, that's it. It wasn't. It was nowhere before that. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But um, I don't know. The Texans, the Texans are a perennial disappointment. Mariota has sort of fizzled in Tennessee. Jameis has one last chance under Bruce Arians in Tampa. They'll be an interesting team to watch. I don't know. We'll see. Let's move on to the is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch thing. So when I heard this Desmond Howard thing on on college game day, I first heard about it because they came back from break and Howard was apologizing. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Right. If I offended anybody, I'm sorry. Okay. Then I saw it and I go, huh? Because I have not watched every Chappelle show there is. And that's a huge you hole. You have never seen this episode? It, Jay, I have okay. many holes in my resume, pop culture-wise. Okay. This okay. is a glaring one. I've seen a selected number of Chappelle show bits, and they are all fucking hilarious, or so it seems. I just haven't seen everything. I need to sit down and make sure I sweep up and collect everything. So I, I was then... this one season. This is this was a season two episode. Okay, all right. So yeah. So basically, the premise was Wayne Brady, of who's that? Whose line is it anyway? And now, uh, what you gonna call it? Uh, Price is right. Price is right. Or no, 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 no. Not Price is right. But um, no. let's make a deal. No, let's... He... no. He does. Yeah, let's make know, a deal. Right. Yeah. Price because, is right. Is uh, because Drew, Drew Carey um, does yeah, that. Drew so Carey. yeah, yeah. Right. And these are the sweetest gigs in all of television like you tape them in bulk for like a month and then you have a month off and they do it in burbank california you were you were with me in burbank california remember we drove up to vegas parker didn't do it every day fuck no (laughs) no you're kidding right yes yes, okay good yeah and it's a and it pays big money syndication's huge who cares if you're not reinventing the wheel or creating some great creative masterpiece it's money. It's, it's, it's a great money. Game. So it's Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, very good looking, big smile, nice and gentle, funny, cute, you know, wouldn't hurt anybody. The original premise was, I guess they said Wayne Brady is so white, he makes what what was the reference? Somebody emailed me this. Brian Gumble, okay. The, the, Brian the Gumble. The, the premise was yeah. we we don't know about these people. And Wayne Brady is really, really gangster in L.A. But it and start it started though with a joke the week be, with the week before. Paul, I, Paul, Paul Mooney said Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> right there we get in the because okay. they yeah they had a, it was the Negro Damas played by uh, played by Paul Mooney. Yeah okay yeah 
right. Yes. So, so that was the origin of it. And then the next week, Chappelle wrote a skit in which he and Wayne Brady were pimps. No, and they weren't pimps. They, they were riding. They were just, they were riding around together, and they were just talking about stuff. Weren't they collecting and, money though? Because I played the soundbite. Are you sure about that, this, Jay? I'm 100 percent positive. So it starts off. Dave and, and, and Wayne are, you know, you know, uh, sorry about that Mooney thing. He's like, yeah, that's okay. He goes, man, we're black actors, man. We got to stick together. And they pull up to a club, and Wayne Brady goes, well, there he is. And then this guy goes, oh, shit, it's Wayne Brady. And Wayne Brady takes out a gun and shoot and starts spraying everybody. <laughs> and he says, break yourself, fool. And they ride off. And Chappelle is just shocked because this is not the Wayne Brady that he knows. So, okay, but there was week, there was one yes. where they were pimping, and he this is where yes. the chokabitch comes from, yes. and he's collecting, yeah, and the and and Wayne's like, oh, looks like Mr. Benjamin's a little bit lonely here. What's up, Raquel? <laughs> right, and he's like, is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch? Ha ha! Very funny. Yes. Back in a prehistoric day and age in which you could do shows that made jokes about that. Never mind the fact that not making jokes about Hookers getting choked by their pimps won't save one actual hooker, Jay, from getting choked by their pimp. It's just you can't say it anymore, or nobody yes. does. But it's funny if you think about it. <laughs> Wayne Brady being all hard ass is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? So that line, I guess, sort of gained its own lore, right? Yes. Yeah. By the way, there's outtakes, and Wayne Brady fought vehemently to get that line taken out. Oh, it's very funny. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So he didn't Very like that. Funny. He didn't like that, no. Because he had an image. He had a clean image. Sure. Yes. Okay. So anyway, it goes to another iteration because apparently Robert Flores on ESPN, whenever there's a Novak Djokovic highlight, uses the line, is Wayne Brady going to have to Djokovic? Yes, which is very funny. I like I liked Robert Flores. And that brings us now to good old Desmond Howard. What happened with Desmond Howard when he was asked, so you think Michigan could beat Ohio State this year because they've only won one of the last 14 meetings against their arch right. rival? His response was, oh, man, is 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 Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? And it, it was so out of context and not even belonging. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, God, Desmond, really? And then, then he said, and nobody on the set laughed, which was another thing. Because none of them got it. Do you think it, you think it went over Herb Street's head like a, a punt into the end zone? It went over everybody's head. It went over everybody's head. Like yeah, like a kick and like yeah. You're lucky that you're lucky that Lee head. Corso didn't blurt out. I'm sorry. What about a bitch again? <laughs> <laughs> you know how old people do that. They hear one word and they go, "Wait, what's that about a bitch again?" <laughs> I mean, it was it was the, it was out of place and stupid. <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and then they came back from break. And he's apologizing. I was like, you should have been apologizing for trying to use the joke. That was the dumb part. Oh, God. So, because I'm going to want to use this now in my everyday life. How do I use it? If somebody says something to me that makes me mad and I want to choke them, I can just say, hey, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? And then people go, oh, ha ha, I get it. Chappelle show joke I don't from think years ago. I don't think that's a usable joke. <laughs> Not no more, it ain't. Not no more, yeah. I don't and, think it's usable. And have you seen Chappelle's got a new Netflix special coming out? I I tried to watch it yesterday and I got interrupted. I'm going to have to finish it uh, tomorrow. 
Was it? It got the first half was funny. Well, it it got panned by somebody writing for Vice because Chappelle remains unapologetically transphobic, making jokes after jokes about trans people, which also is now forbidden. And yeah, his style, he is like, he's super anti-woke now. And he doesn't like the fact that a lot of his fans and other people have been snitching on him about, oh, the shit he used to do. And that has hurt his career or so he thinks. He, he made it, he made a joke about Anthony Bourdain. He said, Anthony killed himself. Bourdain yeah. Killed him, himself. The, the, the food critic who does the TV show killed himself. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, I got a buddy who was in law school, got married. The woman that he married divorced him and took as way as, as uh, they said, half his shit. And he didn't kill himself. <laughs> it's it wrong. Was, it was very strong. It was super strong. It's strong. It's and wrong. Yeah. But and then he there was someone gay people. He goes, contrary to popular belief, there's some gay people who are horrible people. But we can't say that. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. No, they're, you're they're terrible, terrible people. You're 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 right. And I know me, and and I think you would say the same. That in in private life and just hanging out with the boys. I take my humor in the highest proof legally allowable. Like there is very little humor that I go, hey, man, that's off limits. If I'm sitting in a private setting, if it's funny, I don't care if it's really twisted. Sometimes that's the best shit. You know what I'm saying? That is very true. Yes. But the the walls have closed in on this. And I'm not sure Dave Chappelle is going to be able to reopen them before we get to FTG for the week. Did you see where? I don't, think, I don't think we want to do FTG this week. Okay. All right, we're out it, then. Because no, no, because you were not going to like it. So I, I was like, I, 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 while we were talking, I was like, mm, nah, let's not do it. Why wouldn't I like it? It was going to be a listener. Because I, I listened last week after my appearance, and I was highly upset by an emailer. Yes, by an emailer. Yeah. So I know who that is. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So The positive feedback, Jay, and the level-headed feedback outnumbered the one you're thinking about 10 to 1, if yes. it matters. But that's okay. But, oh, can I, can, by the way, I heard you talking about your Little League experience. Is that, oh, does that mean we're, time's up? No, no, I'm sorry. I was just, I, I'm recording some stuff, uh, cameras. Oh, okay. Extra video. I was t- GoPro popping off, that's all. Okay. No, I, I heard you talking about your little league experience, and you said you were a glove man pitcher, but had no bat. No I bat. That. Yeah. Yeah. No I bat. Was, I was laughing because uh, <laughs> let me see what's this. Uh, in fact, this is our 1999, 79. This will be our 30 year reunion. We won a tournament to go to another tournament to play in Wings Wingsport. But we got drubbed by this team from uh, Frederick County. And I think I had the worst, no, the, the best worst line ever. I had three hits, a double, a single, and a triple. No, no, two doubles and a single. And three errors. That's, that's like the best worst line ever in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a tournament game. Yes, I made three errors in the outfield. So you weren't. I was an inf- yeah. I was an infielder who they threw in the outfield. I sucked 
and you, now sealed. You should have said uh, the ball got caught in the lights every time. <laughs> it, it got caught in the sun. I got caught in the guess. sun, right. Yeah, they, or, they had, or it got if, caught in the wetting of my glove and popped out. Hey, here's a great piece of sports equipment that nobody uses anymore. Flip-down shades. <laughs> Ooh. Those were the baddest motherfuckers in the world when they were worn <laughs> by Major League outfielders. They're like, yeah, man, I'm out here. I'll, I'll catch fly balls. And guess what? If one comes to me, I'm flipping them shades down and I'm making the play. Boom. Yeah, because you, you, you'd hit your hat and he flipped down. Well, nowadays, were, now guys, guys just wear Oakleys the whole time. So they're wearing shades in the outfield the whole time. Which I don't know how they do that. Well, they wear shades that help them track the ball better. Unless it's, I guess, a night game. It, it, it depends. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Speaking of shades, you saw where the NFL is now going to allow tinted visors? They are now going to allow? Wait a minute. They, they in, 98, allow... in 98, they said no tinted visors unless you've got a doctor's prescription believe it or not. Because Ed Reed wore those for a while. Yeah. But, get this, uh, they signed a deal, did the NFL, with Oakley to be the official visor provider of NFL helmets, and now you can wear lightly tinted visors without a doctor's note. Oh, what a shock. They signed a deal, and now you can do it. Just like Antonio Brown, what a shock. He's got a new helmet maker that's going to involve endorsement money for him. Wow, twas a work from the get go. What's right. their what really? What's 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 their record? What's your what's the over under on the Raiders? What's, what's Ve- yeah? What's the Vegas say? Because I did not, I did not put any money down when I was in Vegas on over unders. I'll have to take it. Like, I'll have to take a look at that. I I don't know. You would like to bet the under? Oh yeah, the under. Yes. Okay. Got, got some good defensive players, man. Uh, Jonathan Abraham, uh, Cleland Farrell. Got to score, though. And Antonio Brown? Yeah, yeah. Use your defense to score. Okay. Defense that turns into offense. We'll see. Uh, finally, death row records. Uh, bought oh, bought oh, by, by Hasbro. Hasbro. <laughs> this, is, this, it, this is fucking hilarious. Not yes. that there's going to be any bleed over, but it's just weird that a company that owns all these things like Play School and My Little Pony and the Marvel Universe is like, oh, yeah, gangster rap, we're in. We want that. How did that how did that meeting go at Hasbro? I think uh, we want to do some things here. Yeah. We see By some Death synergies between yes. Suge and his estate and Mr. Potato Head. We're thinking of a sort of a, a a fantasy collaboration. The kids will love it. The old school, you know, hardcore rappers, uh, they'll love it. And I've been listening. Uh, this Dr. Dre guy, oh, I love him. <laughs> he is fantastic. Clocking be, those bitches. A- I, boy, I was bopping my head with the missus on the way to the country club listening to it. Going to look forward to working with you, Death Row. It's going to be a Snoop Doll. A Snoop Doll. Because Snoop was, of course, <laughs> was in very, the very early uh, roster of Death Row. It's going to be a Snoop Doll. We know that. A Tupac Doll. Just in time for Christmas. Okay. All right, since you won't do it, I'm going to do it, and you're just going to have to sit here and listen. Okay. But if you want to throw in an FTG, you can. Uh, well, no, I'm not throwing. Not this way. Not the, you're going to let yourself cool down I'm just a bit. A yeah. Guy. yeah. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, my FTG goes to one Evgeny Ivanovich. 
a reporter for a Russian sports channel. He was doing a stand-up for a soccer game as a field sprinkler was coming right at him from close range behind him. You know, one of the rotating field sprinklers? Yeah. And basically, without interrupting his report, he took the full blast of a field sprinkler as it cycled right past him. Just got him drenched, and he didn't miss a beat. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy because that's called a work. That is a (laughs) planned work. Every this is how he's gonna try to get over. He wants to go viral. Oh, look at this Evgeny Ivanovich. What a great reporter. No idiot doesn't see a sprinkler coming. No idiot is so committed to a live stand-up shot that they don't get out of the way. This was done on purpose, and this is now what's happening in our sports media world. People are doing shit on purpose as works to go viral, get them clicks, thirsty girls, thirsty boys, click, 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 click. To those guys, I say, fuck that guy! So he took, one, good. he took one for the team for work. No, he did. No, he took one for himself. Is what he did. Okay, okay. That, that, yeah, took one for himself. I for feel the good. I feel good. Do you want to? You want to uncork one real quick? Cause we're out of here today. Um, no. All I, right. Yeah, give me a week. Okay, give you a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll give a fuck that guy for you. Fuck that guy to the parking lot cell phone guy, meaning he's pulling out of a parking space, which is a low speed endeavor, but it's one of the most dangerous things in terms of light body damage you can do, right? You got to pull out just the right way. You got to watch for cars coming, watch for kids coming. It demands your full attention. And yet I see so many men and women insist on, well, I got to make a call right this second. So with one hand, they're trying to steer their car around a tight parking lot. The other hand, they are calling somebody that instant. Jay, tell me what you think of those people. Fuck those guys and gals. Thank you very much. All right, Jay, that'll do it for us this week. As always, thanks for the run, and we'll talk next week. Later. And that'll do it for me today. We'll dance out to FTG. Why not? It's simple. It's fun. I like the song. It's good. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe. Friday, me and Mr. X will go over season totals. Looking forward to that. And yeah. That's all you need to know. Rate, review, tell a couple friends. Appreciate the growth and continued strong support of the Zavecast. Next week, we'll tell you about a yearly subscription option that bypasses sort of the monthly rigmarole. But if you want to stay monthly, you can. So tell you all about that next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Grandparents, at Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. 
you're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.